0: If last
1: week it was about paying attention to power rankings that didn't have Utah ranked high enough, what's this week going to be? Because they're all number one, at least most of them. This is Roundball Roundup on UtahJazz.com. I'm JP Chunga. Happy Niall Campbell Monday, talking to her about the latest in the Black History Month video series and also jazz history as she gets caught up reading through that. But first, the thing that you have to notice from the weekend. And there are a couple things to stand out. Not only Royce O'Neal showing how great of a defender that he is, going Giannis one night, then Jimmy Butler the next, playing really well against Jason Tatum. Well, I look squarely at Saturday, where they beat the Heat in a game where the offense isn't as good as I've seen this year. As we've seen this year. As everybody who watches this team has noticed Saturday wasn't it for this team offensively. And they still blew them out by 18. It was a double-digit loss for Miami. And the game was over in the third quarter. How did they do it? Well, it came back to that identity. What's the identity of a Jazz team? Rudy Gobert and defense. And they had two stretches against the Heat where they just held him scoreless. Held him six minutes without a bucket in the first half, nearing the second quarter where they closed the game. And then in the third quarter to start the second half, they held him scoreless for the first six minutes. Donovan launches his 7-0 run by himself. Rudy has a double block in those great stretches. They turned it on defensively and won. It's comparable to that grinded out win against Indiana. They're beating teams by this, they're beating teams by big margins that you can't say they're a paper tiger. What's the metric that everybody looks at to determine tiers or determine whether a team's for real? It's point differential. And the Jazz right now, according to Cleaning the Glass, have a 12.4 point differential. That's best in the league by a four-point margin. And i looked look this up. Because Cleaning the Glass has numbers dating back to 04. Seven teams have done that where they've gone 10-plus point differential. And it's some great squads. The Warriors, the Dynasty, 2016 Spurs, 2013 Thunder. 09 Cavs and 08 Celtics. And all those teams in the regular season won 60-plus games. You can account some things to luck if teams are squeaking by, if it's a lot of close games and they're ending up on the right side of it. Not the case for the Jazz right now and the Jazz this season. They have blown opponents away, and they've done it in impressive fashion. 18 in the last 19 Seven in a row, and they can do it even on an off night. They can blow you out, like they did the Heat on Saturday. On the second game of a back-to-back, with a team coming in, having won four games straight, playing their best basketball of the year. They still did it to them. Allow yourself to dream. It's a lot of national outlets are starting to pick up on how well that the Jazz are playing so far. So enjoy it. I Meet mean, some pretty good podcasts coming down the pipe. Some fun guests. As always, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Everywhere you get podcasts. Help others find the podcast. Let them know you're listening. Appreciate that you do. Five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. And if you're going as far as reviewing the podcast, can always vote for jazz players to make the all-star team. Voting ends tomorrow, Tuesday, as the all-star starters will be announced on Thursday. TNT. You take time to review the show, take time to vote for Jazz players to be in the starters. Hashtag their name, hashtag NBA All-Star, or retweet when the Jazz post about NBA All-Star voting. Let's get to Niall Campbell as we continue Niall Campbell Mondays. She's learning about Jazz history, finds out about the fabulous Frank Layden this edition, and... Another installment in the Black History Month series, which you can always check out on Utah Jazz Social. Let's get to it. Happy Niall Campbell Monday.
0: This one was fun because it's a styling and fashion boutique. So it's a fashion boutique that also offers like styling opportunities um, for women of all shapes, sizes. Um, it's, it was started by two sisters, Jasmine and Angelique Gordon. Um, who just saw a need of need for this in the community, and since then have launched this boutique. It's really really cute. Like their outfits are like the the clothing itself is like super super cute. Um, so I had the opportunity to go visit. Um, they even styled me for a potential game um so you'll you'll see that in the video like one of they gave us a mock appointment so you'll be able to see that but it's a really fun environment they make sure that women feel fully confident when they are there i think that was really important they just talk about how like fashion um you know fashion embodies confidence right and so they create an environment where women um should feel comfortable and so it's not a lot of people in your styling it's just it's either a one-on-one and they tell, they get your sizes ahead of time and they pick out your stuff based on what you're kind of interested in so yeah super excited for this one to come out you can go and check it out on all of our platforms and i'll probably even have an article hopefully coming very soon
1: what's been the response uh
0: from last week's edition of the series i mean it was great um i talked With Alicia, who's the founder of Curly Me, she was just, you know, super excited and thankful for all of the support. Um, A lot of people have reached out to me trying to figure out how they can volunteer and be a part of it. Um, uh, A lot of people have been, you know, just DMing me and just thanking me for the series, really excited about the series. Um, Some people are like now like looking, I've been wearing like black owned t-shirts as well. So people have been like asking me like where I get my t-shirts from. Um, but they've been really supportive of the series. They're just really excited um, that we're doing something like this. They're like, I didn't even know some of this stuff existed here in Utah. So uh, really excited about Curly Me. Glad that was, uh, glad the response was so great. Um, and I can't wait for people to see Alamo. And then we have one more episode next week. And then the series is a wrap. But people have also been reaching out to me about like a lot of Black-owned businesses. are like, are you still highlighting businesses? I have one, I have one. And so that's been great. I've been keeping a list. Um, so that we can be able to do this again next year, year, knowing how successful it's been doing this next year and even maybe amplifying it, getting other people involved and yeah.
1: Well, it's a good resource to have. And as always, you can check those out. Utah Jazz social pages at Utah Jazz on Twitter, Instagram, and also on Facebook, as well as the YouTube channel. Uh, Check out our content that we put up up over there. The highlights, game highlights are going crazy because the Jazz continue to win. Last week, we had a good discussion about you growing up a Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. Saw the Jazz pretty much dominate the Celtics, the Bucks, the Heat. How'd you take in last week, starting with that Boston game?
0: Well, I mean, it was great to you know see the Celtics, but at the end of the day, it was, you know I'm a Jazz fan now. Y'all like I, I didn't even see myself really rooting for the Celtics. Jalen Brown had a great game. Um, And it was cool kind of seeing Jalen and and Donovan go head for head. But at the end of the day, like this jazz team is something serious and everyone needs to take note of it. No pun intended. Um, Everyone is now realizing, you know, like, it's so interesting because I keep hearing people everyone's like, the jazz to prove that they're good they need to beat these teams they have a tough eastern conference coming in they need to beat the teams for them to be considered good for they can and i'm like it's every every week it's something different it's like for the jazz to be good they have to beat this and then we do it we beat them we most nine times out of ten blow them out or um and (laughs) it's just insane so we even had a conversation we're like how many how many games do we think we're gonna win they're gonna win I said, if anything, they may lose the Miami Heat game because of the last two games being so tough and rigorous, but they blew the Miami Heat out. So at this point, I'm sticking with my four for four. I think they're going to beat Philly tonight. And that's and that's on that. That's on period. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was great watching the Celtics. But at the end of the day, it's we're just a terrific team. And we come out every night without Mike Conley, without one of... I mean, without such an important player to the team, and we're still finding ways to adjust and come out on the fly and still dominate.
1: When were you born? 95?
0: 96. 96. You're gonna tell
1: people my age on the podcast, JB? No, uh, it's to illustrate a point, Nayo. The Wizards' most wins in an entire year, 49 in 2017. You have never seen a 50-win team in your entire life witnessing it in Washington. But a part. Yeah, apart. you haven't been a part of, of that. Or even a franchise that has won 50 games, right? The Wizards haven't won a, a 50 games in your entire lifetime. 50 games might be a realistic opportunity for this Jazz team. And what happened in your first year? How crazy is that?
0: I think, I don't, I mean, I have some really big predictions. I have friends that like, I have, this is going to be a great year. And I'm not going to say my predictions just yet, but do you know what
1: you to do with your hands to be around a team that this good.
0: No, I don't know what to do with my hands at all. I sit back like I sit. I sometimes catch myself sitting like this or sitting like like I'm like I try to get the three up, you know, like when <laughs> like when Royce O'Neal goes when when um Bogey is going in for a shot. I'm like yes, I try to get, but it's just it's just a lot, and I just find myself amazed with everything, with Bogey, with Joe, with Royce. It's just, it's insane. I sit there and I'm just like, this, is, this, this, is, this team is insane. It makes no sense, makes none at all. So no, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do at all. The fact that I have never had a team i a part of a team to have a winning streak this long. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's insane. That right there is insane. Making franchise history with the best start ever. Crazy, so no, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands right now.
1: I suppose get used to it. I think is the wow. way that you have to go now. Just get used to mm-hmm. winning, seeing these teams play so well. As they've got the Sixers this week, and then the Clippers on a Wednesday Friday coming up.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be intense. the The Clippers are definitely gonna be. Um, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I keep saying series because that's how I feel like when they play these back to back. It's like a series. It's going to be an interesting little series coming up um, to see the Clippers, but I'm not surprised. I, and they play—they just play so well, and they know how to play with their bodies. And I think that's what makes them really happy too. They make sure that they're not going. like It's just smart. It's just all around smart. So I don't know what to do with my hands. I guess I guess I get used to it, but I, honestly, JP, I don't know if I can get used to this. This is like a, I kind of like this feeling. I don't it's know if I can. A, it's a new one for you. I understand. How many All-Stars do you think that this team has? Um, I mean, our guy JC said it best. You know that Rudy and Donovan are givens. Um, I think Mike, I think we honestly should have three. And also, if you have the best record, you should have three. Um, I just think that that's just how it goes. Unfortunately, I just feel like the way the politics works, it's, it may not happen. Um, but I think Mike Conley deserves it. I mean, now it's kind of a little bit difficult with him being out for this stretch of games. Um, I think bogey should even be in there. Um, Royce is having one of his best years or is having his best year. Um, and then, you know, we're biased for JC. This is a JC, JC fan club over here. So, um, love to see him in there, but I, you know, for him, I think, and he was right about it. He's like, I just want to win six men and that's it. You know, if Rudy wins Defensive Player of the Year, Donovan needs to now start being in talks for MVP. And um, Jordan starts, wins sixth man. I mean, most improved player for Royce. There's like, you know, I think we can dominate a lot of things. For, but for All-Star, I'm thinking we should at least have three in there. Um, so hopefully, you know, Rudy and Donovan will be back. They deserve to be back. So, yeah. They what about, uh, yeah what you
1: well, I think you're getting Rudy and Donovan as locks. Uh, Pretty much. And it may not come on Thursday when they announce the starters. The tabulation is 50% fan vote, 25% media, 25% player vote. So they probably will get. They probably will get a chunk, a good chunk of that media and player vote. And then with the way Donovan's been performing on the fan vote in top five. Uh, it it could also help him out to boost him as somebody who could be a a starter. But I think those two are locks. And then, yeah, Mike is the fringe on the outside that if they continue to have the number one team in the league and when it comes to the coaches picking the next week, Mike will be a part of that group as someone who's a winning player and who should be in the All-Star team. And it's so strange to see a guy – like Rudy in the all-star game, because what is he going to do? He's just going to try and make winning plays. It's not going to be sexy, but he's going to make a block and start a fast break the other way where you'll see LeBron finish off alley-oop or something. That's what he does. It's, it's those intangible things that maybe aren't going to be highlight worthy for the casual NBA fan. That being said, over the weekend, Rudy's double block on Jimmy Butler and bam, that yeah. one went crazy on social as well as the eight pass possession that the Jazz had against uh, yeah. as well. Th- they've been having these possessions that are just crazy when it comes to sharing the ball yeah. where everybody's touching it. Was, I've just been blown away by
0: it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you're literally seeing the teamwork that's like that's being displayed. And it's just so funny because we've been having these crazy possessions. You would think people will catch on, but they're not. Because we're just that good. And it's so fast. It happens so, so fast. Like, you don't know. The passes that are happening are just insane. At, was a Joe to Royce? It was somebody. It was like a whole football pass or something. It was insane. Forget it. It was Joe to somebody. Um, but
1: they had that one against the Bucks where Boyan goes behind the back to Donovan. Donovan has the ball palmed in his right hand. the baseball passes it all the way across the court to Joe for a three. Right. And that's becoming run-of-the-mill it would seem sometimes with how many great possessions that they have
0: it's insane it's just it's the connectedness that they have it's rare and unique
1: speaking of joe i mean there's somebody that he's also connected with george niang you were able to catch up with him instagram live as always check it it's cataloged on utah jazz ig george niang what'd you learn about yeah
0: We had a great conversation with George. I had a whole, a ton of questions, but George's personality is just so great that we just got stuck talking about just a bunch of different things. One thing that we got the story, uh, if you've watched his podcast, Drive and Dish, he had Donovan on and they were talking about, Donovan likes to play the drums and George actually plays the clarinet, but he didn't go deep into it. George played the clarinet when he was in, I believe, middle school and he did it to be a part of the cool kids and The cool kids were in the orchestra but then he was made fun of for playing the clarinet so he quit um but we talked about that and the, that experience was like um we talked about the fact that he cannot sing worth a lick his mom brutally honest told him like whenever he would sing in the car like stop you sound terrible like cut it out and i was just cracking up because most moms would be like i mean you don't sound too bad but you're not that great um but brutally honest with her son and so singing was never his thing but if he is at a karaoke um bar and has to sing he will sing i want to dance with you by whitney newson so that was cool um and then we talked about his relationship with joe and uh oh he has a partnership with chip cookies yeah you tried chip i have them here they're huge um so I have to keep taking bites. They're so good, but they're huge. He has these red velvet cookies and I tried them and they're amazing. And I realized why he's addicted to him. I have nicknamed him not only George the mini man, but he's also George the foodie. So 10 out of 10 recommend chick cookies. You, I think his red velvet cookies are still available. So go and check them out. They deliver them hot and fresh and it comes in a cute little red box. It made me feel very special on Valentine's day. So I recommend
1: How was Valentine's day for you?
0: Oh, um, it was great. I went to brunch and after, um, having a few mimosas, I decided to go hiking. So wow, I went hiking real galentine, for first, right? For my first time. I, you know, I wasn't with a man. No, I wasn't with a man. I wasn't. Um, but I went hiking for the first time. Didn't ever expect myself to go hiking. And I decided to do a video of me hiking. So I don't dance and I Except don't Except when you hike, apparently. I don't dance. I don't hike. So I did two things and I, and I certainly don't post either one on Instagram, but I certainly did that yesterday. So that was my Valentine's day. It was a very renewed experience. Um, it was exciting. Uh, I need hiking shoes, which I don't have. So. What were you hiking in? Sneakers. <laughs> First mistake. Gotta get hiking sure. boots when you move to Utah. They're gross. The sneakers are gross. So I'm gonna get hiking boots. <laughs> did you use sneakers that you had for a long time? Yeah.
1: These are just old sneakers. Now they're
0: just out. Well, now they're gone. Like
1: out of I rotation.
0: But why did I choose white sneakers? I don't recommend. <laughs> white sneakers during white, the snow. White sneakers on the bottom. It was bad. It was bad. I will slip too. I did slip. So um, yeah, I was not prepared to go hiking. I only have these sneakers, so I did that. But I'm going to get hiking boots, guys. I am. Um, but very fun experience. 10 out of 10 recommend. You have to go hiking, guys. That's just, well, I guess you have to go hiking. I'm pretty sure you guys have. But I really feel like I've become, I'm becoming a Utahan.
1: You are. What is, trail did you go up? Did you
0: get you are going to ask me that, but I forgot the name of it. It's Eddie. It's Eddie. It's, it's L E something.
1: Enzyme Peak. That's it. Enzyme, yeah, that's a good one because you could see the entire valley Yes. from, from the top of it. Enzyme
0: I we witnessed people, I had my Dwayne Wayne moment. We witnessed someone getting engaged in the top of the mountain. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I took their engagement photos. That's adorable. You got to tell that story. So you guys are hearing it exclusively. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. When did you pop in? Was it, did somebody go
1: pull you aside? Hey, I'm gonna propose.
0: No. To my, <laughs> was- how did it go down? No, it was right after it happened. So it was like, right after it happened, I walked over and I was like, hey, can you guys take my, and I was like, wait. And they're like, we just got in, I was like, I was like, do you guys want me to take your engagement photos? And so that's what happened. Okay, how are Are you as a photographer? I'm a wonderful photographer, JP, you know that. (laughs) I'm a wonderful photographer. I go for angles, I go for lighting. I really care about my subject. I'm a wonderful photographer. Thank you for asking. Book me. It worked, it worked
1: me. for the this couple. So congratulations to them. Yeah, I
0: should have got their Instagram. See if they post it. <laughs> Please do. We need sure. the
1: follow up. How's reading one hundred things every jazz fan should know?
0: Where are I, you now? I slipped up a little bit earlier because I was about to when I was saying we play the Sixers. I was thinking of Pistol Pete because I just finished reading about Pistol Pete, um, who has the. What did they compare him to? So first of all, he was such a huge player for the Jazz in New Orleans. And then when he came out here, um, his career wasn't as successful. But he seems like such a fun guy. And they said that he was one of the the most fun people. Well, he was just fun to watch. Um, and so it was interesting learning about him. Um, I also you know, saw the breakdown of the, of the finals uh, between the Bulls and the Jazz. Um, Saw it on, I kind of skimmed past it. I didn't want to have to go through the pain anymore. I saw it on uh, The Last Dance, you know, I didn't want to have to go through it too much. It was kind of hard. But just the legacy of Larry H. Miller, his love for Utah, having the opportunity to have sold it, to have gone to Minnesota, but he wanted to keep it here. He said, what do I need all this money for? That's a great question because me, I'm like money. But he really thought about, you know, he put that high up there. Uh, Frank Layden and, and his legacy, um, having his jersey retired and, and Jerry Sloan saying that, that this is his team, no matter how much we love Jerry Sloan, Jerry Sloan will always say that this is Frank Layden's team. So um yeah, it's been great reading about them, reading about the foundation of who the team is, um, who really make the jazz, you know, what they are. So it's very interesting reading about um learning a little bit more about Larry H and not knowing I didn't know he had the opportunity to sell. Um and all that he was able to do for the community, um, he really cared about it. And then um, I didn't really know much about Pistol Pete either. They compared, I think they believed his passing or dribbling to Steph Curry, um, and there was somebody else that he compared him to. Um, but yeah, so it was very interesting to see. I was like, I wonder what it would have been like to have watched him play today. But unfortunately he, he passed early in his life. Yeah, so it's been enjoyable. Pistol Pete, one of the
1: cowboys of the old NBA. Mm-hmm played cavalierly, marauding, had flashy moves. I think that's one thing that when I read the other book that I was talking about, about the ABA, they would bring up Pistol Pete and how flashy he was, how he would always go for the fantastic behind-the-back pass. It would fit in to those creative possessions that the Jazz are, are doing right now. Didn't obviously get to see him as much. You can check the clips out on YouTube but the other name that you brought up, Frank Layden. Have you seen a photo of that man? Frank Layden.
0: No, I've heard that he like...
1: He's- Google it right now because Frank has glasses bigger than the ones I'm wearing right here. Yeah, those ones are thick. Thicker in the frames for Frank. Almost the Coke bottle glasses when you look at Frank Layden. The man was funny. I think it yeah. which stands out. He had a lot of funny and memorable quotes. But... Frank Layden, a colorful
0: personality. You guys have similar start. glasses.
1: But show me the picture. Show me the one where I think it's similar. I don't think it's. Yeah, but his, his are more circular. I, we, Maybe, I
0: don't know. You have some Frank Layden. specs. Uh, <laughs> you have Frank Layden glasses. Am I the Frank
1: Layden of jazz 2021? You might be. He's from Brooklyn, New York. I know that's, that's why we're a
0: couple of paisans talking to each other.
1: Yeah. Frank and I, we get oh, along.
0: If his wife, if this is his wife right here. Yeah. How about those glasses? Yeah. She's kind of fly though. It's like a nice little tent. I kind of like the tent. No,
1: she's very fashionable. Yeah. Oh yes.
0: So. Yes, 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 yes. They are cute. Oh wow. Yeah. So no, it was interesting learning about him. They talked about how great his personality was and I'm just like, wow, like, uh, so it was cool being able to learn about him. I didn't know about his glasses. They didn't bring up the glasses. They brought up his weight, but not his glasses. So Thurl I, Rayleigh played for him. So that was great. Thurl played for him. John Stockton played for him. Carl played for him.
1: All the jazz legends played yeah. for him. He was able to find some pretty good talent, even though some that success didn't show up in the win-loss record.
0: So. Yeah, some great talent to have been able to, that, had, that has built the franchise to where they are. Um, so yeah, no, he was definitely... <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Cause I was like, literally, I, I was, I was like, yeah, but he is. they said not the greatest record, but <laughs> still deserves everything. And he does. So it was great learning about him. So next week we'll get into hot Rod Hundley. is that right? Hot Rod Hundley. Hundley. Um, so we get into him broadcaster for 35 years, super excited to learn about his career and his legacy. Um, and so I'll be following up and letting you know what that's where, where I am next week.
1: Well, we'll keep on the train of you learning jazz history, and we will keep up with it right here. Roundball Roundup and utahjazz.com. Happy Niall Campbell Monday.
0: Thank you, guys. <laughs>